praise the Lord. Let us pick it up here and continue with the teaching. I am trusting God your hearts are open. So here is the teaching. Okay, verse 33. The Lord continues now in context here talking about the Pharisees and their lifestyle. Make a tree good and its fruits will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruits will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. That is so obvious. I don't even have to uh, explain. The Lord Jesus is saying that the fruit here represent your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Your lifestyle. So a, a good tree, a good person would have evidence of a holy, righteous lifestyle. And a bad person, obviously, the fruit will be evil, demonic, blasphemy. Okay, verse 34. You brother vipers, this is the Lord now calling out the Pharisees as blood of vipers. How can you who are evil say anything good? Exactly. Wow. This is powerful. The Lord just came from telling them that if they blaspheme the Holy Spirit, they will not be forgiven. He just went on to say that a bad um, tree cannot produce good fruit. And then he is telling them directly, you are bad. How can you produce good fruit? <laughs> For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So true. Mm-hmm. In that context there, the Pharisees, their heart was evil, demonic. So they were thinking demonic things, which was why what was coming out of their mouth was all demonic. And honestly, I want to say this. The mouth is, what comes out of our mouth is powerful. There are people who will say something evil, something negative, and they would say, well, I didn't mean that. No, the Lord Jesus just said here. Mm-hmm. He said, the mouth only speaks what is from the heart. Okay? So what comes out of our mouth is a good reflection of what we're thinking about. So we have to pause, slow down before we speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Verse 35. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. That is obvious. That is exactly what I just explained. Verse 36. But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Exactly what I was saying. There is power in our words. We have to be people who think before we speak. We have to be people who are continuously learning how to guard our tongue, how to have self-control over our mouth. We have to think before we speak. We have to be certain that we use our mouth, our speech to edify people, encourage people, speak blessing over people, rather than speak evil and death over people. Because there is power in what we say, consciously and subconsciously. So we are being told by the Lord that every word we have spoken we're going to give an account of because there's power in words 
Verse 37, for by your words, you will be acquitted and by your words, you will be condemned. Ha <laughs> ha, glory to God. Well, in context here, the Lord is not saying that we will be condemned, i.e. we're going to go to hell. But really, the principle is that words have power and our words can be used in a godly way to exalt and edify people and to bring blessings to others and we should not use our words to allow the enemy uh, to bring a curse or condemnation onto people okay so continuing here in verse uh, 38 uh, verses 38 here uh, through uh, I think verse 42 the Pharisees are going to demand that Jesus show them a sign of his authority. So verse 38 reads, Then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law said to him, referring to, De referring to Jesus, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In verse 39, let us take a look at the Lord's uh, reply to them. The Lord said, A wicked an adulterous generation ask for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Verse 40, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Verse 41, The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And now something greater than Jonah is here. Wow, the Lord said a lot here. Said a lot here. Let's go back. He, he accused the generation. Again, I don't know if I explained this before. A generation is considered about 31 to 32 years. He accused that generation of being wicked. They want a physical sign. Obviously, they were spiritually dull. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we still have people today. Show me the miracle, then I will believe. It doesn't work like that. Believing is from the heart, okay? Not through a miracle. So the Lord said um, in verse 40 that the sign, he gave them a sign. He said, just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, the son of man, referring to himself, will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He was referring to his death, burial, and resurrection. He's like, okay, that is a sign that I am performing miracles through the power of God. That is the sign that I am the Messiah. As Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, I will be in the heart of the earth for three days and I will be raised from the dead. But these Pharisees didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And also, let me add this. For all of you, for those who are doubting that the story of Jonah and the fish is true, we see the Lord Jesus here quoting out of the book of Jonah. That Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days. Friend, it's a true story. It really happened. Surely, is anything impossible for the Lord? Okay, so believe it, it's a true story. And then in verse um, 41, the Lord is saying that the men of Nineveh, Nineveh was known as a very wicked 
nation. They were brutal. And when Jonah preached to them, they repented. Jonah, uh, the Lord Jesus is saying that the men of Nineveh who repented after the preaching of Jonah, <laughs> they will condemn the Pharisees who won't even repent because him, Jesus Christ, is greater than Jonah. Him, Jesus Christ, is greater above all else and is standing in front of them, they still won't believe. Verse 42, the Lord continued, the queen of the south will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom. And now something greater than Solomon is here, obviously. Okay, the queen of the south came quite a distance just to listen to Solomon's godly wisdom. And the Lord Jesus is saying that I am here in front of you. I witness firsthand. You guys still won't believe me. You will be condemned even by the queen of the south. So uh, we move on to verse 43. The Lord continued, When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Verse 44, Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Verse 45. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. Whoa, what is the principle here? The Lord is teaching about impure spirits, how when we are delivered from evil spirits, when we are delivered from sin, when we are delivered from all kinds of bondages, and there is true evidence of repentance, that evidence of repentance has to be accomplished by the feeling of the Holy Spirit. Because if you repent, if you confess, and if you are delivered from evil, bondages, whatever, and your house is clean, i.e. your temple is clean, your perspective is clean, etc., etc., and then that, is, that repentance is not accomplished by the feeling of the Holy Spirit or by the presence of God in your life, you are just at risk for that evil spirit or that bad habit to come right back into your life and that second condition would be worse. That's just what the Lord is saying. So bottom line, when we are delivered from our sins, bondages, we have to walk with God daily. It is not enough for us to stop practicing sin and abandon going to church. It is not enough for us to be delivered from whatever it is that is holding us back and then we don't continuously seek daily fellowship with God if we did that if we believe we have been delivered from sins delivered from bondages delivered from things such as prostitution uh, thievery lies and then we don't continue seeking God we don't continue seeking the feeling of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis and walking with God, fellowshipping with God, and we just passively 
sit and do nothing, the Lord is saying that honestly, that same bondage that we have been delivered from will come right back with a vengeance. The enemy will come right back with a vengeance. And our second condition would be worse than the first. So bottom line, true repentance must be accompanied by a daily walking with the Lord and the feeling of the Holy Spirit so we can walk righteously. Okay. Hello friends. This is Dr. Ruth here. Thank you for joining me today. I would like to share with you our ministry offer that is available to you as a donation to this ministry throughout my teachings out of the Gospels. So, I have two resources that I know will bless you tremendously because these two books have blessed hundreds of people. So, the two books all have to do with the ministry of Jesus Christ. So the first one is titled, Who is the Real Jesus? And the second one is titled, Are You Moving Forward with Jesus? So for a ministry donation of $50 or more, this includes shipping and handling. If you live here in the USA, we will mail these two books to you today. Okay, it will provide added clarity, added teaching about the Gospels, the ministry of Jesus, the work of Christ. These are phenomenal resources that would add into the teaching here I'm doing in the Gospels and, and help you to really have a deeper revelation and walk with the Lord. So again, this comes to us as a donation and we thank you in advance for considering that. Again, the books are Who is the Real Jesus? And the other one is, are you moving forward with Jesus for a ministry donation of $50 or more if you live in the USA? But if you cannot afford both books and you just want one, it's okay too. We thank you for your donation. So who is the real Jesus for a donation of $25 or more, including shipping and handling? And then the other book are you moving forward with Jesus would be $35, including shipping and handling. We will mail these books to you today. The advantage of getting both books is that you would save $10, okay? So again, this ministry offer is only available for those who live within the USA because we cannot ship overseas. But if you live overseas and you're listening to me, you can get these books from Amazon. So here is how you can donate through us directly to get this book as a ministry offer. Our safe and secure website is drruthtanyi.org slash donate. Again, drruthtanyi.org slash donate. And then uh, if you live in the USA, we also receive donations through Zelle. And here's the telephone number for Zelle. 909 5019031 again 9095019031 and then we also accept donations through cash app and the name there is the dollar sign Dr. Ruth Tanya 
or if you just want to bless us with a one-time donation to help us produce more teachings like this and pay for studio time we thank you abundantly uh, from the bottom of our hearts and god says thank you and god is so faithful that he will bless you back abundantly exceedingly so i want to thank you in advance for purchasing this additional ministry resources to help you to gain a better revelation of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Again, we thank you. Here is the teaching. We come to the last uh, verses in this chapter, verse 46 till the end, which is verse 50. The Lord will define our spiritual family. Verse 46, while Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him Verse 47, someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. Verse 48, the Lord replied, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Verse 49, the Lord, the Lord pointed to the disciples and he said, here are my mother and my brothers. Verse 50, for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Hallelujah. Now, the Lord Jesus is not neglecting or negating or minimizing our physical, earthly relationships. No. Obviously, on the cross, as we will learn when we get to the Gospel of John, when Jesus, right before he took his last breath, essentially he reassigned his mother under the care of his disciples, John. Or one of his disciples, John, the beloved John. So the Lord Jesus obviously cares about physical family relations. Otherwise, he would not have reassigned his mother to his beloved disciple, John. But the point that the Lord Jesus is making here, he is highlighting or defining a spiritual family. Okay. All of us, we are in a family of God called the body of Christ. We have been baptized by the Holy Spirit into God's family and we are children, adopted children of God. So we see how the Lord is beginning to define spiritual family here. All those who have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior are baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ and we are brothers and sisters in Christ which is why when you go to church or when you meet another uh, fellow Christian and you find out that they are true followers of Jesus Christ people will typically say hey that's my brother there that's my sister there it is true uh, all of us have physical family but we also have the spiritual family which uh, we see the Lord defining here. So if you are a genuine follower of Jesus Christ and you are listening to me, you are my brother or my sister or my father and my mother in Christ because we have been adopted into God's family. Glory to God. And that brings me to the end of chapter 12. So what are the major principles and applications here? Uh, these are straightforward and obvious. Number one, Jesus Christ is a Lord of Sabbath. Okay, we find our Sabbath rest from having a relationship with God through Christ. And we talked about blasphemy. Okay, that is the only sin that God will not forgive. 
hopefully no one listening to me has um, committed blasphemy okay and we talked about the spiritual family and the general application I want to talk about this blasphemy thing because I have heard some Christians say oh my god I have committed blasphemy you can't if you have truthfully confessed faith in Jesus Christ you cannot commit blasphemy because like I said earlier and I spent some time to explain that blasphemy is, is a willful rejection of the convictions from the Holy Spirit about Jesus Christ as the Messiah so if you have genuinely accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you cannot commit blasphemy once saved, always safe. I, I know I am delving into a topic that you may have more questions than I can I can I can answer here. If you have tr truthfully, genuinely placed your faith in Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus tells us Himself in the Gospel of John, chapter ten, I believe, verses twenty six through twenty nine, somewhere there, that no one will ever snatch you from His hand. So your salvation is secured. It's a free gift. How do you lose a free gift? Moreover, the Bible teaches us in Ephesians 1.13 that once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. That seal is not broken because of sin. There is just one sin rejecting the Holy Spirit that can lead to blasphemy and that is a sin that the true believer cannot commit can never commit because you've accepted Jesus Christ so if you are doubting if you're wondering uh, whether you've committed blasphemy or not how about we just resolve this if you're not sure how about you just ask the Lord Jesus to come into your heart right now that way you settle this matter that way you have peace with God and then you can move on so if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do so right now. For the Lord Jesus Christ is the only way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. The Lord Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He fulfilled all Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah. Jesus Christ died on that cross was buried and on the third day was raised from the dead. He is alive, seated at the right hand of God the Father. There is only one name given unto mankind by which salvation must come, Jesus Christ, because he fulfilled all of the, of the prophecies. He was raised from the dead. What else do you need? Okay, like I said earlier, the evidence is all over the scriptures that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. Muhammad is not a way. Allah Krishna is not a way. There is no other religious leader in the history of the world that can ever claim that I am the Messiah. Only Jesus Christ. And he proved it a hundred percent. He was 100% man. He was 100% God. Because he loves you so much. He died on that cross. 
for the forgiveness of your sins. That original sin that Adam and Eve committed in the Garden of Eden, as recorded in Genesis chapter 3. When you were born into this world, you inherited a sinful nature. All you have to do is to be born into this world as a human being. You inherit that sinful nature because of what Adam and Eve did. But Jesus Christ died on that cross so that you can receive forgiveness of your sins. You can receive forgiveness and come into a relationship with God through him. Only Jesus offers that. Coming to Jesus will settle this matter right away. That way you don't have to wonder, have I blasphemed? Maybe I did. Let's just settle this. And if you believe what I'm saying right now in your heart and you want to confess faith in Jesus, it's really simple. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart, in the Lord Jesus as your Messiah and you confess that with your mouth, you shall be saved. That's it. Just believe it. And you just have to say a simple prayer with me. Please know that the prayer is not what will save you. It's believing in your heart in Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Believing that Jesus Christ was 100% man and 100% God. Believing in your heart that he died and God raised him from the dead on the third day. If you believe that, by you confessing that, it's just a way of, of expressing what you already believe in your heart. So if you do, say this simple prayer with me. And please, if you are driving, you can keep your eyes open. Or if you are at home, just, just raise your arms towards the sky as a position of surrender and just to say thank you. Just repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for Jesus Christ. Today, I am confessing that I believe in my heart and I am confessing with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, that he died on that cross and on the third day he was raised from the dead. Dear Jesus, I receive your forgiveness of my sins right now. I ask you to come into my heart and change me. From this day forward, I believe and I declare you have accepted me. And I am your true follower. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, even if you were not able to repeat everything I said word for word and you just said something close to that, such as I believe in Jesus coming to my heart, God accepts. And based on the authority of God's word, I declare you a Christian. Welcome into God's kingdom. You are now sealed with the Holy Spirit. And according to Jesus, no one will ever snatch you from his hand. So rest assured, if you said that genuinely, you will never commit blasphemy. In Jesus' name, amen. And Father God, I pray for all of the listeners I thank you for your Holy Spirit that is strengthening them, that has stirred them. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that 
is filling them right now. I pray for your Holy Spirit to fill them, to strengthen them with boldness to get out there and just preach Christ to others and bring many to your kingdom. I pray for your peace to follow them. I pray for your love to shower them. I pray all this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everyone who agrees says, Amen. As the Lord Jesus said, we are all brothers and sisters in God's kingdom, which means we have one mission, to advance God's kingdom here on earth by reaching more people with God's word. As a Bible-teaching, Christ-centered ministry, we cannot accomplish this mission to reach more people without your financial support and prayers. So would you please prayerfully consider supporting us with a one-time donation, which will help us to produce more teachings and make them available to others through various media such as on USBs, CDs, etc.? Or, for more of an impact, would you prayerfully consider becoming a Christ-centered monthly partner with us? As a monthly partner, your regular prayers and financial support will enable us to produce more Bible teachings in order to reach more people and transform more lives with God's Word. To make a one-time donation or to become a monthly partner, visit our website, drruthtiny.org, that's dr r-u-t-h-t-a-n-y-i dot o-r-g Look for the donation button and donate right there. It is a very secure, simple, and easy process. While on the website, you will also find information about becoming a Christ-centered partner. And for those of you who prefer to write, here's the address. Dr. Ruth Tiny Ministries P.O. Box 1806, Loma Linda, California, 92354. You can also email us at info at drruthtiny.org. That's I-N-F-O at D-R-R-U-T-H-T-A-N-Y-I dot O-R-G. Or call us at 909 Dr. Ruth Tiny Ministries is a federal government-approved 501c corporation, which means that all of your donations are 100% tax-deductible as allowed by the law. We thank you in advance for your kind donation and prayers. We pray for God's love to anchor your soul today in Christ Jesus. I am Chris Horn. Enjoy the rest of your day, and goodbye for now.